Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Movie Season. Today we are going to be talking about our top 10 movie stalkers. So what we, and here in a second we'll kind of get into what we think of as a movie stalker. It doesn't necessarily have to be a horror, you know, there's a lot of different genres that have had this trope in it. So, uh, so Lusto, um, today joining me is Lusto and Justin once again. Uh, Lusto, what, what kind of went into your list? How, how did you kind of rank these? Well, so coming into this, I wasn't sure if we were doing the stalkers themselves, like the characters or the movies. So I just recently had to shuffle because we're doing the characters. That being said, um, you know, I tried to uh, get, you know, a couple different genres in here. But really, when it comes to like stalker movies, if they don't leave you feeling dirty and creepy, they didn't do a good job. Right. So I think, um, you know, you'll see the like, especially in my top three. Um, you know, you'll, there's, there's a visceral reaction, I think, to these characters when you hear about them. So, and I think that's kind of what it is when it comes to stalkers. Okay. And Justin, what, what did you kind of, um, how did you kind of, you know, I, your list? I kind of went a different route. I kind of, <clears throat> you know, I kind of wanted to kind of go more deep cut with mine. You know, there's a ton of, there's a ton of stalkers in these movies that aren't really stalker movies and, but there's some quality stalkers, some quality obsession. And that's, that's what I, well, and that's what I like to explore. Yeah. yeah. I think that's is, a good way to look at it. Who's yeah. obsessed with who? And, you know what I mean? Cause in a way we're kind of obsessed with making podcasts about movies. Yeah. So in a way, with no, but in all seriousness, I, I wanted <laughs> to true. go a little more That's deep true. cut. We so I'm going to have there. a bunch of different genres in mind. I'm going to have some ones that maybe you're not expecting uh, just to mix it up a little bit. I'm definitely I'm just letting everybody know before we get rolling. I'm going to leave out like the the people that I know should be top five. Yeah, just because I wanted to have some different variety the, the, and the big you know. ones. Well, That's right. Perfect. Hey. Well, the good news is yeah. I've got them on my list, so we'll cover it. Yeah, and I, I mean, I've got I – w- I would say, like, my top three are kind of the norm that you would think yeah. of. And then I've got yep. some ones that I think are – hopefully nobody else picked because, uh, you know, I, I kind of felt kind of smart thinking of these. So, um, all right, yeah, so I've I'll start one, off. I've got one number, that I'm fairly proud of. I just of, want to show you all this. I'm sure you guys will both pick it, so. <laughs> yeah. Wolf, man. Yeah. The t- – Oh, the team yeah. will start. I like that. I know y'all appreciate oh, that's, it. That's fantastic. No, but can we be honest? He, would, he wouldn't be considered Boof a Boof is. Boof is. Boof kind of could be a little Boof, bit. And so Boof, is, Boof a little bit. And so is Boof kind of the principal. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, a little <laughs> the bit. principal on But that. in a cute way. He... Dude, I was well, just thinking the pr- actually, that. Actually, like the principal. He, like he's... You know what? The principal, the principal definitely is, but... Um, yeah, and that actually... See? You know that's, how that's, works, that's how it works, man. That's how it works. Wow. On the fly. See? Now See we're starting from so 10. All right, so I'm going right? to I'm gonna go ahead and start. So my... Okay. Well, Chris, what, did, what yes. went into your list, though? You didn't say, like, what... Yeah. How, did you kind of just... All right, so number two... Oh. Uh, yeah. Just kind of the you're, same. You're kind of what you were thinking. Like fun I had, hours, but not... Yeah, so I, I kind of did something similar to you. Like, I have some, um, you know tried and true like if you first think of stalker movies or if you type it i've got some of those people mainly at the top but then i've got some ones that i just thought the more i thought about it oh that that person fits this kind of description you know someone who like you said is obsessed with something or someone the obsession so um 
Yeah. So number 10 for me is, um, and I'm going to say the characters' names on these, and then I'll get into you know who played them or whatever, but uh, is Joseph, uh, Mark Duplass's character from Creep. Um, if you haven't seen Creep, it came out in 2015, I think. And Lusto, you said something about so like they have to make you feel like dirty and just kind of like, like unsettling. Yeah. You know, it's like an unsettling feel. This is as far as that feeling, he might be the best at this. I mean, it is have you seen this movie, Lusto? I believe I have. Yeah, it, it sounds familiar. I mean, I don't yeah, know it. It's very just well, it's but. something and the second one's great too, but um just you know, he leads oh, yeah, you to that can, feeling. I can, of like, I can picture God, the, dude, uh, so, the the cover. Yeah, yeah. So uh, so he's definitely he had to make the list. Um, I didn't feel right putting him any higher, but definitely had to be up there. Uh, I, I gotta just talk Martin about Creep. Character I from, uh, Creep. So that's my number. I 10. love those the Creep movies, man. The Creep movie. And I'm just telling you, if yeah, you're like a, a filmmaker that, supposed to make another one. and you want to see how to do it on a low budget, make a really engrossing movie, like Mark Duplass, like I even, I forgot what the name of the show was on HBO. It only lasted for like two seasons. I think it was like Togetherness or something. And uh, that's fantastic too. But I'm just saying like they, they have really like, that's become like such a cult classic for me. Like I can, it's a quick, like 85 minute movie. Both are fantastic, really unsettling, but also like darkly comedic. I I really enjoy those. That's a good pick. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'll have to go back and watch them now. Um, Number 10 Uh, is going to be Kale Brett from Disturbia, Shia LaBeouf's character. Um, you know, l- look, man, Shia LaBeouf's a charming oh, okay. guy. Cal yep. uh, Breck's under house arrest. You know, I don't blame him because, um, you know, I think her name's Sarah Romer is the actress. But anyway, she moves across. Like, I get it, but still, I mean, for about forty five minutes of the movie, he's like just watching her. Just yeah, yeah, he's figuring out what she he's likes, what he's she dislikes. Belong, yeah. belong, he's, he's just, just watching from afar, and I just love Disturbia, so I wanted to find a reason to talk about Disturbia because I think it's one of the best, like one of the best thriller, like kind of two thousand yeah. thrillers that have come yeah. out, and uh, I just love that movie, so I wanted to talk about it. So, Kel Brecht, number ten. That was on my short list. It was one that I, I definitely thought about, and I, I kind of knew it would be on yours, so I was like. I'm pretty sure it'll be on Justin. So, um, but good pick, real good pick. Uh, Lusto, what do you got for number ten? All right, so I've got uh, Travis Brickle, Taxi Driver. Uh, mm. Also, uh, when doing some research on this, uh, it's kind of funny that um, you know De Niro is one of the you know the, the greatest actors of of the past generation. Um, but you know, if you look at some of his uh, filmography. He he kind of plays this this creepy uh, obsession type character uh, a number of times. Uh, he's on my list twice and almost made it a third time. So, um, but yeah, I mean, Taxi Driver just you know as he as he uh, unravels over the course of the film and gets just more in his head and and it, it gets darker and darker, um, you know. And it's one of those where at the end, like he thinks he's doing a good thing, but he's kind of causing more. Yeah harm than good right and you know nobody's ever a bad guy in their own head and that's yeah if you really think about that that can be really scary yeah well i think that's the case with most of these people i mean some of them are purely evil but most you know some of these people are 
they're they're never looking at what they're doing is is wrong, of, right? Uh, yeah, you know right. what I mean. I mean they they find ways to justify it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And some of these on my list are even like you root for the people, kind of like on Justin's list. You know, he's the good guy, but at points, yeah, he's definitely uh, crossing some lines. Like if it was if he was the villain, it'd be like you know, I'll, I'll just creepy. I'll but, just uh, put this yeah, out there. I got very, very good. Pick. Robert De Niro's on my um, list too. I won't say what it is, um, but I do think the reason he. I think the reason he works in those type of roles is because he's he's almost like a like I'm not I mean Joaquin Phoenix is like Robert De Niro but they kind of have that same type of thing where they are like very charming but actually like terrifying at the same time without without like doing something crazy on camera dark yeah. underneath yep yep there's that darkness yeah, yeah. well there's that yeah. darkness behind the eyes right you can see it there yeah yeah I agree. All right, number nine for me is Pat Healy, Matt Dillon's character from There's Something About Mary. Love it. it. You honestly, I almost thought about putting three characters from that movie because, like, once the movie gets rolling, you find out that, that, you know, all three of them are stalking. Well, right, there's there's Um, three for sure stalkers, and there's an argument can be made for a fourth, right? Like, it's... Yeah, the old guy, yeah. Yeah. Um, (laughs) But, uh, but... I just love that character. It's one of the funniest characters from a movie to where he's, it's one of those where like the, the secondary character steals the show. Oh, every scene he's in. He is just, he is incredible in that, that movie. It's just so, and you know how he's like, uh, one of my favorite parts of that movie is when he's, he's obviously when he's sitting there and he's talking to, um, they just got back from the date or whatever. And the dog, he's like trying to resuscitate the dog. But also when mm-hmm. the when the other uh, guy who is her friend and is pretending to be disabled, Tucker. he's telling her <laughs> that you know Pat Healy's full of shit, and he's just, he's sitting in his car listening to the whole thing. Um, I, I just I, I had to put him on there. He's he, again, this is one that I think people probably don't think about right off the bat, but once. You think about it, it's like, yeah, dude, that guy's a piece of shit, you know? Yeah, um, yeah what I but, like about uh, that, sure, too, number is, nine, you know, Pat Healy the me. thing I really like about that movie in general is these guys don't start off to be stalkers, you know? They're usually, like, hired to, like, find out, and then they end up, you know? Yeah. That, that's what's kind of, I really like about that movie is, like, he he didn't plan on kind of being the stalker type, and then that's just the effect she has, you know? Right, but he but he fell in love well, with her just like well, everybody and else. Well, and Ben Stiller, Ben Stiller is, you know, he's yeah. just kind of wanting to find out where what she's up to, right? And it turns into this thing. It's kind of like Lusto said, you know, he doesn't think about that being a a bad thing, and then it turns out terrible. You know, like it just it goes down this spiral uh, effect. But but yeah, uh, I think you'll appreciate so Justin. This who one, do you Chris, have as uh, um, number nine? It is, uh, I want to get the character's name right. Um, Ethan Dulles or Ethan Dulez. I don't know. It's been so long since I've seen it from uh, Jason Schwartzman from Slackers. Yeah. And I'm not going to even act like this is one of my favorite movies. I just, it's seared into my brain. It's on this for one scene and it's, he makes a hair doll of, uh, (laughs) of the girl he's like obsessed with. And it's just, it's, I've never, (laughs) I've literally seen Slackers one time. And that scene alone is like seared into my mind and has never left. So I thought it had to be on the top ten. And anytime you could talk about Jason Schwartzman, you got to. 
Yeah, dude. He. Dude, yep, he is absolutely. so funny in that role, man. Like, he. I've seen mm. that movie probably a handful of times, and it's all because of him. Like, every time I watch it, I just can't wait till the next scene that he's in. And, like you said, man, he's so, like, creepy and just plays that perfect, like, loser that's obsessed yeah. with the hot girl. He just plays it perfectly. Um, yeah, he. Uh, Thank you. That, that, that's a good pick. You're welcome. Uh, Lusto, what do you got at uh, at number nine? At number nine, I have uh, Jason Voorhees' mom. The original Friday okay. the 13th. Uh, you spoiler, know, I wouldn't have thought about that. Spoiler go alert. Ahead, go ahead. Spoiler what? alert. In the first movie, it's not actually Jason. Sorry if I'm right. for everybody. It's a 45-year-old movie. I've seen that movie, and I had no idea um, that yeah. it was not him. If yeah. you've seen Scream, uh, also. I'm just playing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But no, Jason's mom, um, you know, I mean, just uh, I saw something on Facebook earlier today and it was like, you know, one of those dumb questions. And it was like, what movie traumatized you as a kid? Well, Friday the 13th traumatized me when I was like, my sister let me watch it when I was six years old. And, uh, you know, it just absolutely uh, uh, terrified me. You know, just somebody just, I mean, slowly but surely just an unstoppable force coming after you. um, Never relenting, no matter what you did. Stab them, drown them, burn them. They're still coming. I was just going to say the thing. Yeah. The thing that I think. Yeah, unique and what's about weird? That is this, go the, ahead, Justin. Go ahead. You know, and, and stalkers have this quality. It seems like the patience. You know, the patience of like just kind of buying your time. Are they going to reopen the camp? Are they not? Yep. Like in the devotion yep. to her son. In a way, she was obsessed. Yep. She wasn't obsessed with the campers. She was obsessed with her son's legacy, right? And she wanted. She wanted to do it for little with her Jason, son, with her son's you know? legacy, right? And so, and you know how a lot of times, like you see things, you know how a lot of times, like yeah, that was, it's like that was the a good impression. point of view that was, that was stuff, really good. and then when you find out who the killer is, you're kind of like, ah, kind of takes away. She's so creepy that it made it even scarier when she got on screen because there was just something weird about her. Even scarier. Well, and it was a yeah. Gra- well, and it was a great twist, you know right? Because you're because you're told the whole movie, right? That it's that it's Jason who drowned, blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, at the end you find out it's actually the mom and she's really yeah. just mad because all these kids were having sex and let her kid drown. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's yeah, kind it's of an so indictment. Funny. It's an indictment on having sex. <laughs> it's, it's so funny because like a couple of years ago, um, we were over, I want to say it was around Halloween or something. We were over at my parents' house or me and Justin's parents' house. And our mom had never watched it. And she's not huge into scary movies, but she could watch stuff like that, you know, and that's not going to be too bad. And as soon as Jason, she had never seen it before. And as soon as Jason's mom came on the screen, she goes, oh, I don't like her. She goes, I, 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 I think it's her. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, she definitely gives off that vibe she, for sure. She picked up on it. Yeah. So, uh, all right. So number eight is a crossover with Justin. He just said it. Cool. Ethan from Slackers. Um, Again, man, I mean, I already kind of spoke on it a little bit, but if you just, if you haven't seen Slackers and you just watch it for him, like, you won't be disappointed. He not only makes the hair doll, but then he's, like, talking to it and um, just all the little things that he does, man, that just add up. Uh, you know, he's, like, following her around, and then it shows him actually collecting the hair for the hair doll. Um, and, again, that's another thing where he, he kind of, gets Devin Sawa's character to help him and then it turns out 
bat. You know, it's kind of a there's something about Mary a little bit uh, as well. So, uh, so yeah. So my number eight, we already talked about talked about it a little bit. So nice. um, I'm not gonna spend too much time. But number eight, cool Ethan. Number eight, I have Jack Burns. All right, Justin, what you got? Robert De Niro. Um, he he's. He's like, you know, he goes, I mean, look, former CIA, he's finding all the information out about Greg. He's finding out different things. He's he's doing Operation Kosum Wee, just doing a lot of stuff, um, smoke and mirrors. He's got the family circle of trust. Um, I just think that, like, and no telling what other kind of stuff he did with Pam's former boyfriends. And I just love the character of Jack Burns, because, again, we talked about Robert De Niro. Like, this one's played up more comedic. But it's also kind of like really kind of terrifying and scary that he would hook up, you know, his potential son-in-law to like a uh, a lie detector test. So I don't know. I thought it was kind of an out of the box pick, but definitely stalker material. Yeah. All right. So yeah. number eight uh, in the same vein as uh, one of your picks, uh, Burden. Um, I have Woogie from uh, Something About Mary. Uh, oh, okay. Um, you know, the, the other guys, the other guy, I mean, Healy kills me. Um, and it was, you know, it was hard to pick from the three. But just the fact that Woogie kind of orchestrated the whole thing, right? Because um, he had lost touch with her, right? He was her high school mm-hmm. high school boyfriend. He was Ben Stiller's friend. Um, he basically convinced Ben Stiller to do his dirty work. And then hilarity ensued. But then, you know, the fact that he's got this happy family, this these kids and this wife that loves him, and he's but like then he's got these boils on his face at the end and he's scratching and itching. Like every time he's on screen, I I just I just die laughing. And it's just it it, yeah. it puts a, a funny spin on a really, if you think about it, dark uh situation. Yeah, and Chris Elliott, I think, is so underrated. I think he's so funny. And he – the thing I laugh about the most is the whole time, like, when they're in high school, they're talking about Woogie as, like, he's, like, this great athlete, and he he went to Europe to model and all this stuff. So when you see Chris Elliott, you – there's, like – yeah, you right. don't even piece it together because right. it's like there's no way that's him. Right. You wouldn't even um, think about it. So that's another – Because middle-aged yeah. Chris Elliott, yeah. Dom Wooganowski. Oh. Yeah, dude, that's yeah, that's a good one. Um, all right, for me, number seven is this is kind of one that I think would probably be on most people's list, um, and that's Annie Wilkes from Missouri, uh, from Misery, from Missouri, yep. from Misery. Um, I didn't really at first because it's been a while since I've seen the movie, um, but then I remembered that she's actually the one that runs him off the road too, right? If I remember correctly. So at first I was like, oh well, she kind of helps him, but then becomes. Just well, you like don't. I don't obsessed. think you know that at first. Like I haven't seen it in a while, but I don't think you know but, that. Yeah, at yeah, first. yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. You don't. You don't. You find right. it out later. But yeah, knowing that it, it made me think. Okay, well, she's okay to be on this list because otherwise, you know, you have to do some stalking. You have to be right. actively pursuing them. You know, if so she was on house. my she was on my on my list originally, and I kind of thought I was like, did she actually stalk or was she just yeah? And that was kind of the... and then he fell into her lap. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. no, you're right. You're right. Now that I think about it, she did run him off the road. So yeah, it, it, it tracks. Yeah, and another one of those great movies that the budget couldn't have been anything hardly. Um, that's filmed mostly in one location. Yep, and it just. It just hits. You know, yeah. It's just incredible. Yeah. That was a good um, one, Chris. So number seven for me is Annie Wilkes. 
Um, my turn, right? Thanks, Justin. All right, number seven, David Collins yep. from the yep. guest, played by Dan Stevens. Listen, listen, guest. Yep. The guest is one that of was all my short favorite list. movies. Yep. I love the guest, man. Every time, I, every time I've rewatched the guest, I like it more than I did before, and I really enjoy it. And I just, I like, like you're talking about a movie that, like, mm-hmm. really kind of. As soon as you think it's going to get kind of dark, it like has something hilarious happen and then it gets really dark. So like that's a, you know, that's just I just love it. I think it's a fantastic movie mm-hmm. and I just think that this character, man, like when you go when you kind of see what all he went through to kind of like you know, be a part of the family to kind of and then his motives and all that stuff, I just think that that was like that's like the ultimate goal for a stalker is like to become one in the family. Almost, you know, and he succeeded on that. Yeah, I mean, he was babysitting. He was yeah. taking the kids to their to school. He talked to the principal about discipline issues the kid was having, and the parents loved him so much that they, yep. until you know, and this is if you haven't seen it, I'll, I won't spoil it. But I'm just saying they they trusted him too much. So, yeah, yeah. This was a, this was another one that was. I probably had like 15 that I kind of narrowed down from there. This one was definitely up there. I I knew it would be on your list. Um, but th- like you said, this is a movie that every time I watch it, I, I like it more and more. And, um, but I do think you, you kind of have to know what kind of movie you're watching. Like, I think some people watch it and they, they think it's supposed to be a horror movie or something. And then when it has that comedy that they don't, it's it, it does such click. a good job of going yeah. back and yeah it, mm-hmm. it does such a good job of going like switching genres mid movie multiple times that if you're not careful you'll be like yeah. man this is that that scene was really stupid well it's supposed to be you know like <laughs> so uh, but yeah dude I, I love that movie Lusto have you seen uh, the guest yes sir uh, also I mean t- yeah. coming back to Dan Stevens right Dan Stevens I feel like is a a, a kind of underrated fairly contemporary actor right. Um, He's been in a lot of uh, genre stuff, kind of niche stuff, but I think everything he's been in has been yeah. And I'm surprised really he, he's just you know he probably yeah, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of his. not to be he probably chooses his projects based on different things, but I'm actually shocked that he hasn't like been cast in like a big budget type uh, movie because he's got like the leading man looks like he's got the like he can play anything. Yeah, yeah, right. He's he's got the chops. Yeah, he could do it. All right, Lusto, number seven. Number seven. So this is my deep cut. Um, hopefully everybody's seen this movie. It's an older movie. I think it's 87. Um, but uh, Chief C.D. Bales from the movie Roxanne, played by Steve Martin. If you haven't seen Roxanne, it's basically it's basically a quote-unquote modern take on Cyrano de Bergerac. Uh, and by modern, I mean, you know, 35 years ago. Um, but essentially... Uh, Steve Martin plays the uh, the police chief in this small town, and he's got this comically giant nose. It's long. It's not even just big. It's long. And uh, Daryl Hannah moves into town. Uh, she's an artist or something. And uh, intellectually, they click. But she uh, she falls for the the young firefighter stud who's played by Rick Rosovich. And so, um, but Rick Rosovich is pretty, but he's dumb. And so, essentially. Uh, Steve Martin uh, pays attention to her too closely and basically speaks through Rick Rosovich. And it's, 
you know, his words, his poetry, but it's uh, Rick Rossovich's body and voice. Um, and he spends the whole movie pining over her and following her around. Oh, yeah. Um, but he, you know, he's kind of kind of a stalker, right? I mean, I'm going to be honest. Yeah. I have not seen that movie. Yeah. I, like I said, I haven't. It's it's been oh. a long time. It's been a long time. I can't. You know, even, it's I one mean, of those. Probably... It's, it's one of those. I used to watch it a ton. Uh, as a kid, maybe not a kid, but like a, you know, a preteen teenager. Um, it was just on. Um, and I really liked Steve Martin and, uh, you know, it's one right. of those that if I went back now, like it might not hold up. Oh yeah. It's, but at the time it was, I'm gonna it have was to check it. I mean, um, I, yeah, that's the thing is like when you recommend movies, it's like you want to put in that caveat of like, Hey man, like these are some of the first movies I was kind of getting into. So at the time, like everything was like really good and cool. And so Right. But yeah, I, I, I'm shocked. I've seen most of Steve Martin stuff, especially, uh, um, you know, the the most well known ones and even some of the deeper cuts. But I I, I haven't had much to say about it because I have not seen it. Actually, I haven't seen Roxanne. And it's yeah. you know, I mean, if nothing else, it's Daryl Hannah in her, in her prime. So you get that. Yeah, that's not which bad. Is, which is never. A What's bad number thing. six for you, Chris? No. All right, so number oh, okay. six for me is. I'm about to tell you. So tell number six for me is um, wow, is a great tale of of two friends, and <laughs> one uh, one friend is a little bit more involved in the friendship than the other, and this is Chip Douglas from The Cable Guy. Um, <laughs> again, man, this like you have like your certain, uh, you know, when you type in like. St- uh, stalker movies you know the first ones that come up and this is the if you put in like comedy stalker movie i think this is the first one that would probably pop up um and again this is one where at first the the guy you know you know something's like not right with him he he's he's overly um he just does he's so like socially awkward does things that are like weird doesn't always read but then the he kind of grows on you and then you don't realize just how demented he is and then yep. it just gets more and more um you know i think the scene that that you kind of start figuring out is when uh steven comes home and he's got like 26 missed taking a whiz talking about a call anyway it's all just him you know he's like he's like yeah yeah i thought i heard the phone ring and then the, that happened to you all right well you know call me <laughs> and then the last one he's just like well, and then that like, one scene he's laying in his uh, like shit he has no furniture in his apartment i don't think and he's just laying down he's got that Dude, spider like just crawling <laughs> so he's just been sitting there that spider's just crawling across his eye yeah <laughs> yeah dude and i do i also like the part when he's sitting there and he um Steven's telling him like, Hey man, I, I don't think we should be friends anymore. And it's like pouring down. He's just like, that's cool. Whatever. <laughs> and you know that he's just like his entire right. world, just right. like, his, you know? his, his brain broke on the inside. Yeah, dude. Like his, his entire self-worth just went down the drain. I got yeah. more to say about so, that. Uh, so for I'll me, just, number six, it's uh, on Thomas. my list as well. So I'll, when it, I'll talk a little bit more about it when it comes. To I knew me. he'd be on yours. Too, uh, number yeah. six for me. Madison Bell, played by Erica Christensen in, in the just criminally underrated swim fan. Uh, I tried to, fu- yeah, I tried to find this. You know, I just, yep. there's some She's movies you list. just have to own. You have to hold it in your hand. Swim fan's one of those for me. Um, man, they don't even have a Blu-ray for this movie. It's like, 
Yeah, I tried to find if they do. It's like I don't really? see it, but I tried to find one. I know it's like sometimes streaming, but yeah, you got to get like a DVD oh, copy. Wow. I don't know. People our age, I'm sure, have seen it. Like this movie to me, like when it came out, I just remember like we all wanted to go see it. It was like this type of movie was like the high school, like you know, middle school, high school movie you wanted to go see with your friends, you know. And man, yep. Erica Christensen, I'm kind of shocked she didn't like her career didn't really take off more because I thought she was pretty good in this and she was kind of, um, yeah. And yeah. And I just, the thing I like most about this movie is like, it's, it, it, it's set up as if it's like a lifetime type of stalker movie, like the plot, but it's actually pretty effective. Like I've rewatched this like last year and aside from a few things with some dialogue, you know, and stuff like that, like the movie, it, it, it holds up, you know, and I think it's like a really good, like kind of time capsule movie. Cause I feel like in the early two thousands, they were kind of making a lot of things like this. So, um, yeah. So swim fan. Oh yeah. Well, and, and it's, you know, and, and there's a lot of people, um, uh, well, not a lot of people, but the people in this movie, like to your point, like, it's crazy. They didn't go on to bigger and better things. Like some of them did for a little while, but like never, none of them got really big. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's one of those movies, and I think it's part of the time, right? Like we all we're all the same age, right? And I think that's a, you know, the early two thousands is a seminal time in, in our lives, and um, you know, the the high school movie or the 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 early college movie, I think hits yeah. really hard because that's where we were at the time, right? And um, yeah. and you know, uh, the, for swim fan, it's uh, it's one of those where it's outside of some crazy stuff towards the end. I mean, it, it's super feasible, right? I mean, some of the stuff yeah. she did, like, was really, really uh, sneaky, but, like, feasible. Like, she very well, I mean, she basically it, ruined that kid's life and only did a few things, you know? So it's just kind of scary yeah. how easy it can all fall apart. Yeah, and it's one of those uh, movies that I remember watching in, uh, around that same time. I mean, we were probably around the same age as Erica Christensen, and I remember just being like, oh, man, you know, like, you know, she's super hot. Like this, you know, why is it, why don't this guy be with her or whatever? And then the more and more you see, it's just like, oh, OK, I can, I can maybe let that slide. Well, uh, and then by like halfway through the well, movie. Well, and he's like, got yeah, like a great, a like in the movie, like he's, he's got a great girlfriend. Like, uh, uh, Sharon Appleby's his girlfriend. And like, she's like, right. Like, great yeah, girl. Yeah. yeah. Right. Who I, who. Well, and she yeah. was like, you know, she was like the girl next yeah. door. I mean, uh, I, I, I had such a crush on her. Back you were then. mad. Um, so when he, yeah. when he did, like, she, no, I remember being swing. like really yeah. mad at him for but it. But real quickly, so we yeah. can move on. But Jesse Bradford, pissed. man, he was a staple in those. Like, th- those were like some of the first movies I went to theaters to see. Man, Bring It On. That. Yeah. He was like the. He, he was just uh, again another guy that I'm just kind of bring like, it on. Yeah. I can't believe that he didn't have like a a leading role in more stuff in that time. So. Yeah, no, I feel like I feel like yeah. in like a three or four year period, he was literally in everything. Uh, he just appeared yeah. in everything, and then he, he said, just, "Hey, uh, I made swim fan. I don't got to make anything <laughs> else." Stopped. Yeah, right, yeah. right. He's like, "I'm, I'm, I'm retiring. I made, I made my money." <laughs> number six, uh, Lusto. What do you got for so, number six? So number six. Okay, so number six. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and. Uh, 
this is all Justin um, because of a comment he made at the beginning of this podcast uh, made me think of something. <laughs> oh my gosh, uh, man! Principal Edward, dude, I cannot believe that Ferris I did not think off. of. I didn't even think about him. that one. That's a good one. Wow. Yep. No, so you the said something. You said something earlier, and yeah. uh, it hit, and I was like. That was the team wolf exactly. That's that, that's what, and, and and yeah, Ed Rudy. I yeah. mean, he literally talk about obsession, right? I mean, he yeah. just he follows this kid around literally all day and just missing at every. I mean, ends up at his house at the end with his wallet inside. Um, yeah, Ed Rooney, uh, great character, uh, and just falls apart throughout the day because he just can't win ever. Yeah, and this is another one of those where it, he reminds me so much of. Uh, Vernon from Breakfast Club because yep. here's here's a guy that like he he probably ruined his career or you know in the movie you have to think like okay well what happened at the end of the movie but all of this because he let this one <laughs> yeah, kid he's really get not, he's really not <laughs> doing anything yeah he's missing right. school but it's not like he's right it's not like he's you know bringing weapons to school right well he's, you know, he's not yeah, shit out of it's a he's jealousy drugs. it's like, a jealousy just, man which yeah. is where, just, which a, little where a lot of the, yeah. the star yeah. movies for sure. man that's where a for lot sure. of them get started you know they start off let me go on a little rant here guys it starts off as little embers you know it's like oh jealousy well, i see him with a guy like that she likes blah blah and then it just it, it becomes this huge flame you know and like like y'all said, man, all he had to do was be like, "Ah, oh, man, he got yeah. me," you know. <laughs> he just he ruins his whole career because he's right. taking a right. few more absences than he was supposed to take. <laughs> he's like, "I'm telling you, that Bueller, yeah, I'm else. sick and tired yep. of yeah. these kids taking unexcused absences." Yeah, well, and like, and and like, and like the one thing is like, you know, I, I like the one scene where he's talking to the the sec or the secretary. And she's like, no, all the kids love him. You know, the deadheads, the stoners, the blah, blah, blah. And, like, it'd be one thing if, like, if Ferris was, like, a scumbag, right? Yeah. But, like, clearly well, and- everybody loves him. And it's just so funny that Ed Rooney is like, this guy. I'm going to get this guy. Well, and that that's another thing that I've, I've picked up on, you know, after watching it a couple of times is, you know, he's got... Charlie police, Sheen is in the station. principal's office, right? No, no, he's at, the, he's at the police station. Okay, then never mind. Uh, never mind. I was gonna say that he's out, like while that guy is sitting in his office waiting but, to but get. Tr- to wrap it up, okay. though, the, the, I, I couldn't the thing it's that's crazy is just movie, that so. scene you were talking about. Um, to me, if you want to kind of like do like a little film essay on it, like that right there is why Rooney probably didn't like him. Because if you had to guess, Rooney probably wasn't the most popular kid in high school, and he becomes principal so he can be like in charge finally. Yeah. Right? No. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So that's yeah, great pick like right he, there. He can have that power. Yeah. Right. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And nobody and st- would like still him if he got likes Bueller. Him, right? Like it, it was. It's solely for him. Yeah. No. Right. Yeah. Yep. All right. Number number five for me is one of my. Favorite. If we were to do a thriller what top it, ten, this would what is it, Chris? Definitely be in my top five. I'm not oh, sure okay. exactly where it would. I didn't be. know if you're going to tell us. If you'll <laughs> shut up, I'll tell you. Um, big, big, big build number. Up. Yeah. So this is Ooh. this is a movie came out around the same time as Swim Fan, um, a year earlier. Oh uh, yeah. This is Rusty Nail from Joyride. Um, wow. So. This movie is is another one of those that every time I watch it, 
I, I just appreciate it more and more. It's just such a good, like, they do everything they do in the movie. I always love, I always tell this to me when me and Justin are talking about movies, especially ones like this. I love when the things that the that the characters do in the movie make sense. And it's, you know, and it doesn't work out, but it makes sense that they would do that. In this movie, I can't really think of anything mm-hmm. that they do that I'm just like, oh, my yeah. God, that is so stupid. Like, you know what I mean? Like, when, when you know, they hear a sound and half their friends have already been murdered and they're like, oh, I'll go check it out. Right. There's none of that away. in this. Yeah. Like, they're, 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 they're doing smart things. It's just this guy's two, three, four steps ahead. And it's got great, um, like, build up, and then it, it doesn't it, – it, it, it does a lot of, like, misdirection. You know, like the scene when, when the truck is chasing them at, at, the, uh, at first, and then you think it's the guy, but it's actually some dude trying to return their wallet or something. Um, I, I just love that. And Rusty Nail, just that voice, man, is just – they don't even show him – the whole movie, you don't even see his voice, but you don't, or his face, but you don't have to because that voice is just so, you know. And if they did a trailer, like if they redid this or something, and they did a trailer and they had to say, you would know exactly what it was from. Um, so yeah, uh, I, I had to throw this on there. It was one that I initially had at like ten, but the more I thought about it, I just kept moving it up and up and up. And uh, yeah, that's so really yeah, good. Number five, Rusty Nail from Joyride. You know, and I love Joy uh, Joyride. I, th- I, you know, just to add a little bit onto it, um, the thing that I really like about Joyride and I like about these type of thrillers is I kind of, I kind of, the the genre I kind of put these into my own genres that I make up is like the uh, the afternoon weekend cable thriller, and it's movies that like before you could stream everything. It's like what you know, you you yeah. see, I, I could see you see a Joyride come on on a Sunday afternoon at three o'clock on like WB or something, you know. Yeah, and and any time you get into it, you're gonna watch the rest of it, and that's what I like about Joyride is like there's there's tons of parts where like you can kind of get into it and you can quickly realize what's going on. You won't have to have somebody like catch you up, and I really kind of think a good thriller should have that type of. It's just such a simple concept, but and again, the the casting in this is great. Uh, All three of the leads are fantastic, so that that really helps too with rewatchability. Yeah. And last thing I'll add too is it's it's a movie that you could see happening to you. You know, like you're you're with your brother, you're gonna play a prank on someone, and then it just goes way too just, far. Right. And then like it, it's something that's that's so believable that that's what adds to the the you know uh, scariness or the uh, I'm, I'm blanking on the word I want to use right now, yeah. but um, I think it just adds to that tension. I guess. All right. And, uh, great but pick. Yeah, it, Number it's, five, it's we're going to go right into this one. Uh, Justin, uh, what you got? This is another just criminally unseen movie. Gordo from The Gift, played by Joel Edgerton. Have y'all seen The Gift? Yep. Mm. Uh, it's played. Mm. Yeah. I haven't seen it. So yeah, um, no, he he he's yeah. so. When I said Gordo, I saw I saw Chris. He, he thought I was talking about the character from Lizzie McGuire, but it's not him. It's uh no, but th- dude, I'm not gonna yes. spoil. It. I won't spoil it because it's definitely a thriller. I was that like, if you wait a minute. It, I think you should go out and see. It is a super simple concept. Great. I mean, uh, Rebecca. Uh, or who's who's? In, it's not Rebecca Ferguson. It's um, 
Rebecca Hall. Excuse me. Rebecca Hall's fantastic. No, it's Rebecca, Rebecca Hall, right? She's great in this. Rebecca Hall. Bateman yeah. is great. Edgerton is fantastic. I think Edgerton directed this too, if I'm not mistaken. Well, Bateman's great in everything. And um, he did. He did. And and he's just such a creepy character. Man. I'll look it up. And it's what we talk about all the time. If you're actually going to play the stalker genre and you're actually going to play it for thrills and kind of fear and, and horror a little bit, you got to make it to where kind of what we talked about with Robert De Niro. Like, He's likable enough to where you you could see them putting up with him for a little while, but he but there's something off about him enough to where you're like, as the audience you want as the audience member you want to feel smarter than the characters in the movie, so you want to be like, yo, quit inviting this guy over for dinner, but he needs to be believable enough of like, right, you need to be able right. to be like, I can kind of see why they're inviting this guy over for dinner. So he does a great job with that role. And if you see it, you kind of know what I'm talking about. He really finds that balance. And then when things get bonkers, things get absolutely bonkers in the final act. Yeah. And it's just a great, like, I mean, people always say, like, it keeps you get, like, it, it, as the plot unfolds, it's like the more and more you learn, it's like your allegiance shifts with the characters throughout the whole movie. And it's, I just think it's a, a really underseen thriller that a lot of people should check out. But <laughs> yeah, I definitely I, def- I can't believe I haven't yeah. seen it, but I, I definitely need to check this one out. I've heard a lot of good things about it. Uh, Lusto, what do you got for number five? Number five. So we talked about it already, but uh, Madison Bell from Swim Fan. Um, you know, again, great movie. Um, and she, you know, she does that. Talk about balance, right? Like you could understand why he would get pulled away from his, you know, sane normal girlfriend. Um, but she does that, that she has that balance where she's sweet, she's charming. And then when the switch flips, like she's absolutely bonkers crazy. Yeah. Right. And, and, and Erica Christensen does a great job of playing both sides of that coin. Right. And like slowly kind of unraveling, right. Rather than all of a sudden, like it's kind of a slow, um, you know, peeling of the onion. And, and don't, so you don't really y'all, see don't y'all what love she's in these about. type of movies i i, I love yeah um, definitely i love th- this part and all these movies usually have them it's like the character will go they'll either go to like a relative's home or they'll go to like check on something and then they're like she hasn't been here in years just there's her room or whatever and they like they'll and then like they uh, they open up a yearbook or they open up like this box that's got like other things like you know that discovery moment for the main character where he kind of finds out what he's in you know with the stalker like i love moments yeah. like that well like and it, well yeah. and, and and right and exactly, she's done man. this before I love those right? like i'm her third victim or something like that you know yep Something y'all just said made me <laughs> made me change my almost my entire list because I, <laughs> I forgot one that I just wouldn't have normally thought about. But uh, but yeah, dude, I, I had to make a change. Um, but Love yeah, I, I agree with you, Justin. There's always that thing of like, or sometimes they go to the house and they realize that it's not really her. Like it's you know, yeah. it's somebody that she killed. They're like, get out her of identity you or something. Right. She died ten years um, ago. That, that happens a lot too. Or yeah. I love, or I love, or or, or I love like. Why when, are you bringing up when, when you do go when they do go to the house, right? And it's the family member, and like, 
like they know she's great, great, <laughs> yeah. but like they're afraid that she's going to kill them or yeah. hurt them or whatever. So yeah. they're like, yeah. like you're like, well, you're here. You could do something about you could, it. You know you what I mean? Call the police. Where they're like, we're not going to do anything. We're not going to go. We're not going to go to the cops. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We're not going to go to the cops. <laughs> yeah. But if you go to the cops, two birds with one stone. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Uh, all right, number four. Before I made the change, this was going to be my last kind of um, out there pick. Uh, I, I felt the rest of them were kind of by the numbers. But um, this one, man, is another one of a guy that throughout most of the movie – you you kind of root for him in like a weird way, but but then you completely see why he's driving the other person crazy, and and just that switch and and like kind of halfway through the movie or three fourths of the movie is just to me is is what makes it so great, and that's Bob Wiley from What About Bob? <laughs> um, that's a great pick. I wasn't sure. I'm I don't I don't know if he'll be on your list, Justin, because I know you're. You're just a big fan, if not more, of this movie than me. But uh, Bob Wiley is the more you think about it, man. He probably should have been higher than four. Like he fakes his own death. He's gone through like several psychiatrists already. He follows the, he follows his family to Lake Winnipesaukee, and he's just like screaming the dude's name, hope, <laughs> praying that the guy hears him. Um, and then just slowly throughout the movie, I, I think what makes this movie so great is that you know that what Bob's doing is crazy, but everyone else is falling for his charm except for Richard Dreyfus. Right. You know, like he takes him to the mental institution and all, and by the time he gets home, they're already telling him, like, dude, this guy's not crazy. And he's cutting up with everybody and. It's just such it's it's one of the like almost perfect comedies that I can think of that just without Richard Dreyfus as the the straight man as the other straight yeah as the straight man in the movie it doesn't work yeah. but yeah. he is so and I've funny in that in that role and in that movie and like well, I said the yeah, more you think about I've it, said he, it before, he had I think to be the reason that Bob that role Go ahead, is that movie succeeds uh, Dreyfus is a huge part of why but. I think Bill Murray plays Bob. Yes, he it, it's it sounds easy, but it's not. But like he plays Bob as a um, he doesn't play him as somebody who knows what he's doing. But while you're watching the movie, there's certain moments where you're like, dude, does Bob know, Bob's got to know that he's like kind of doing this that's gonna be so he finds that perfect thing where like as the audience you're just you're like okay bob's not stupid bob's like extre- like an extremely smart and resourceful guy but he's got a lot of phobias and then the more you find out about bob it's like dude is he really like mm-hmm. you know does he really want to like you know do that yeah yeah is he using that as an excuse to kind of just get better get yeah. around right. people and we talked about it. if you go down the checklist, he is he he fakes his own death. He poses as a private investigator to find out where um, where Richard Dreyfus and his family are staying. <laughs> he goes and he stays with uh, his therapist and his family. Becomes part of the family by the end of the thing. That is the ultimate stalker arc. That's what every stalker wants. They want to become. They either want right. to kill yes. the person and become them, or they want to be a part of the family and Bob Wiley literally does it. He gets married, whatever they have. Yeah. 
Well, and the and the thing, yeah, and the thing that's so great too that he does is, and it's kind of like in Cable Guy, you know, when he goes and uh, he goes over and um, mm-hmm. he's like with the family, and all the family members have his side, you know, yeah. but he's doing it to get back at Steven because you know he uh, he wants to get back at him. Bob the whole time is still taking um Leo Marvin's side. Like he, you know, he he's sitting there and he and after a big blow up, he's sitting there and he's like, "Hey, guys, you have to remember he's working yeah. on an intellectual level so above us." <laughs> and it's just, you know, like he he never he never stops the infatuation to like he doesn't have an ulterior motive, right? You know, no he just malice, wants to be right. close to this guy, and close to this yeah. fan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, so yeah, I, I had to throw it on there. So, um, I'll all right, number four, number four for, for me is going to be uh, David Strine, played by Joshua Leonard in a movie called Unsane. And uh, this is a Steven Soderbergh directed movie. He shot the whole thing on an iPhone. Um, hmm. It's got Claire Foy as the main. Have y'all seen this one? No, I I actually, when I was looking up, I won't. When I was researching it, this one kept coming up. I'm I'm not even going to tell y'all anything about the movie. I'll just say that um, it's a very, uh, it's fantastic. And the stuff I'm telling, I can't say anything else without spoiling anything else. So I'll just put it there. In fact, I wouldn't even be like looking up who the actor is. Um, that gives away a little bit. That doesn't really give away the whole thing. But um, I wouldn't even look up who the actor is. I didn't realize y'all hadn't seen it. Um. (laughs) <laughs> don't look at no, it. Don't, don't look at it. Don't, don't even look at it. Don't even look at it. Yeah. But I can't talk about it now. But I will just say, like, that person <laughs> that I mentioned earlier that hopefully y'all forgotten the name. Whoever it's, it could uh, be. Whoever, whoever that one it's, person might be. It's a really, it's good. That's all I, I can't say nothing else without giving it away. I know, I know. Go go see Unsane. Really, you're give, just you're giving away too much, man. Yeah. I mean, shot the whole much. thing with an iPhone. Uh, awesome movie. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I didn't know y'all hadn't seen it. Awesome. <laughs> Lusto, what do you got? No, dude. No, no I'm no. glad you did that. That's I'm great. glad you did that because I, I do want to see it. So at uh, number four, I have Arthur Fleck from Joker. Mm, okay. Um, you know, talk about obsession. Um, I mean, he basically obsesses about like four different characters in this movie right he obsesses over bruce wayne yeah he obsesses over the lady down the hall um he obsesses over uh robert de niro's character another de niro i mean granted and what was the movie there's a movie that um de niro was in and played king a of comedy king of comedy right that this that the joker actually takes cues from right and if not cues mm-hmm. like what i understand like scenes from so um yeah so it's kind of like an homage to de niro by choosing this one as well right uh, yeah. But no, I mean, he's just, you know, this is another one where, you know, he's he's a little bit charming, um, but he's also, you know, you could see there's something, there's trauma or whatever. And, you know, as the film goes, he slowly unravels and talk about like a reveal, right? You know, for, for a good yeah. portion of the movie, you think that he's dating uh, Zazie Beetz character, right? And then uh-huh. all of a sudden there's that that moment of lucidity and it's like, oh, no, no, no that was all in his head. And he's an absolute yeah. freaking Looney Tune. Yeah, and I wasn't as high on the movie as a whole as a lot of people are. 
but I thought that he was he was great in the role. And I did think that the one thing that they did that was fantastic is where they they show you a lot of stuff from his point of view or from his uh, you know, you're seeing the the world through his eyes, right, through his lens. So yeah. you're not getting all the information, right? And but again, you don't you don't notice that until until they show you, right? Way they, they pull late the world, in the right. movie, right? Well, you yeah. know, essentially, he's the the perfect uh, unreliable narrator, right? And because yeah. you're seeing things through his eyes, you're seeing unreality, and then you know they kind of pull yeah. that lens away, and it's like, whoa. <laughs> Like and, well, and then for the rest of the movie, you're sitting there thinking, like, okay, is this another part of his? Right. Well, you never know, world, right? Or you, is this? Yeah, real? exactly. Yeah. You never know. And, and I think that's one of the brilliant things that they did for this movie, for right. sure. Well, it's super ambiguous, but it's also, you know, towards the end when he is becoming unhinged, like, you know, he's like a he's like a a a, a spring that's like ready to be unsprung, right? There's all this this manic energy, and there's just like talk about malice, right? Like there's you know something's going to happen and he can just do anything right and yeah it's just you know talk about that that creepy feeling like the fact that he can literally just snap on anybody at any given time is is you know kind of scary but also to your point yeah. Chris, like you don't know if any of the things that he does he's actually done right or if it's right. just and that's what a stalker so will tell them it keeps you, yeah. it keeps you thinking you stalking they'll be like i'm not yeah. I'm not doing nothing wrong. I'm showing up at her work, watching her through a window. Like, who cares? Like, that, it's a free country. Right. I'm, yeah, I'm protecting her. I'm protecting who, who's her. Who's that? I'm, protect, her, I'm, I'm protecting her. coworker. Yeah. Like, I'm, like he, he's bad news dude. for you. He's bad news. Hey, who, who are you? Johnny Carson um, with those cue number cards? Number three for me is... <laughs> I mean, what the hell? No, just, Dude, what do you want me to do? Write it on the guess. wall? I'm for you to just throw it directly at the camera. Okay, well, no, it I helps think you're thinking of David Letterman. I mean, the, the cue cards yeah, I do respect him, that. I do respect that. We write his list on the fly, though, so I can, I can kind yeah, of appreciate exactly. it. I can appreciate that part of it, because when I've had to reorder my list, it's really been hard yeah. to, you know, move numbers around on a, yeah. on a document. So... <laughs> Um, all right. So number three is, uh, is classic. Um, uh, you know, I didn't want to have just all horror people on here, but I felt like if I had to pick one, this is the one that I felt takes it to the next level. And that's, uh, Michael Myers, uh, for the Halloween series. And I won't spend a ton of time on it cause everybody knows Michael Myers, but you know, just the, I will say this, me and Justin rewatched yeah. the original, what was this past Halloween? And we we were both sitting there like, dude, this movie is slow as shit. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, you know, when you first see it, you're like, oh, my God, dude, like, this is great. And I love this. A lot of times I love that slow build, but this movie takes it to a whole new. Well, like, and if it's, you really it's, think about it, he only kills like three people. Yeah. Well, and it's one of those things, right? Like it, it changed the genre in 78 when Carpenter came out with it, right? Like it really did. Yeah. Kind of, kind of opened the doors to the whole thing, right? Uh, Michael Myers led to Friday the Thirteenth, and 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 all these other, um, you know, movies like this. But they've also evolved quite a bit in the yeah. past forty years. And yeah, yeah, going back and watching the original Halloween is like, oh, like it is slow, and it is a super slow build. Yeah. And then you know, you look at, and 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 you know, obviously it was it was a relatively low budget film, so it's it's practical. 
Um, you know, nowadays, I mean, they're just so over the top, right? It's just every movie has to have some kind of spectacle. It's got to have, you know, the gore and all that. And, um, you know, it, it's uh, going yeah, backwards. Yeah, that's the thing with Halloween. Really like, hard, it's right? a fantastic movie. It's yeah. just um, that for re- for rewatchability, if mm-hmm. like you're with some friends, like I, I always think Halloween's a great movie to watch by yourself around Halloween time because it's like a very like mood setting type of movie. The music, the season, all that. Um, but like we were just talking about Friday the 13th, Friday the 13th one. I love watching with other people, like even rewatching it. There's so many like really cool kills and deaths and that. And just to, you know, just to kind of, cause I'm not going to talk about this movie, uh, yeah. but, uh, black Christmas, the set, the 1974 black Christmas kind of inspired this, you know, Halloween made it like the slasher genre, what it is, you know, but black Christmas was like the, just an absolute fantastic horror movie. And uh, kind of the same deal with like the stalker, the POV, and all that different stuff. So, yeah, yeah Michael Myers is like the OG stalker. He he literally stalks just for the sake of stalking. He loves to stalk. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Just to do yeah, it. Yeah, he he literally stalks. He just it. loves yeah. it, right? And and you know, talk and he'll it. just he'll just, just stand outside of a fucking classroom window. Well, and just you know, well, and that's just the thing. To like you, wait and see. Well, and you talked about the the patience earlier, right? I mean, Michael Myers, yeah, you know, dude. ultimate in patience, but also like no shame in his game, right? Like a lot of stalkers, like you know Shia, Shia LaBeouf and Disturbia, like you know he was doing it on the sneak, on the sly a little bit, yeah. But yeah, Michael Myers, like you said, he'll just stand out yeah. there, just wait, like no, no shame. All right, in his game. number three for me. Number three for me is Stuntman right, Mike Justin. from Grindhouse's um, uh, Death Proof. I, I'm telling you, I got to kick it off Ooh. with my favorite scene yeah. in any oh, okay. Tarantino film is when Kurt Russell is eating nachos in the bar. That's the that is the one of the greatest introductions to a freaking character I've ever seen. It tells you everything you need to know about the character. It's it. I'm not overstating yep. it. It's fascinating to watch. It is so great. And I don't know if you guys yeah, know that, but that, but that was filmed here in Austin. That is the Texas Chili Parlor yeah. up near the Capitol. And, and I just, I uh, love Austin, that. Texas. I, I'm so upset that this movie, and, I, and look, I'm guilty of it. I'm one of the ones. I didn't I didn't go see this in theaters. And I, to this day, I regret it because it was such a cool idea and cool, unique movie experience. The double bill grindhouse with the fake trailers connecting the movies. I'm mad that... First off, yep. they should have never brought it out on Easter weekend. They brought it out on Easter weekend. I just don't think it was a that was a good time to bring it out. But anyway, I won't go on that rant. These are movies that I just think are so much fun. I think Death Proof is like it's not talked about as one of the best Tarantino movies, and I'm not trying to say it is one of the best Tarantino movies, but from a rewatchability standpoint, it's fantastic. And a lot of it has to do with how good Kurt Russell is in this. He plays such a creep. He 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 likes to he likes to lick toes. Yeah, he's fantastic. Um, he likes cream. to eat nachos. He, he, I mean, think about the, he's sitting there at the bar. He orders a virgin daiquiri because he's like, I got to drive home tonight. Just setting the, just setting the tone, plays the long game the whole night, gets a lap dance. And then, you know, he's got to get his thrills though. You know, he's got to get his thrills and, uh, you know, he's got to drive on the highway with no lights. Yep. And he's got to take out, you know, his prey, but just I just had to put Kurt Russell on here because I just I love the performance and I had to find a way to talk about the nacho scene and so here I am. 
And I love how the movie shifts. Like when it goes to the other set of girls, like in the, you know, that it shifts where like he's become the prey now and they're kind of the stalker. So I just, I don't know. I'm a big fan of uh, right. Death Proof. I just yeah. think it's yep. great. Yeah. Uh, great, like thrill, thrill ride. Yeah. I like it too. All right, Lesto. All right. Um, so uh, our first animal on the list. Wow. Uh, I have Jaws mm. from uh, Jaws. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Um, you know. That's I a mean, good one. I mean, you know, again, talk about kind of redefining a, a genre or not even a genre, right? I mean, this was the first big budget summer movie. Um, uh, and, uh, you know. Jaws is uh, still terrifying. I mean, I have I have a friend from college yeah. who won't go into the deep end of swimming pools. But here's the because. But here's the thing of, that think, movie made you. If, I agree. What you couldn't agree, see, but but it's was the t- like it is a weird feeling. I mean, I used to when I when I watched Jaws for the first time, scares you. I used to have the same thing, yeah. but I was a kid. But like the bathtub, you know, it's it's like that fear sure. of having your feet hanging yeah. off the bed. You know, yeah. No, I mean and. Uh, <laughs> yep yes now that's real that is real i still you know with now that with that i can speak with on. these short little legs that still is is a, a, a real fear for me yeah but the you know and and i can't i, I want to say it was jaws three but there's one of them where he actually is following this family yeah i think it's like, uh they it might move be three. yeah i think it might be three he, yeah and he's actually that you know he's stalked this i don't know how he got there you know and how he knew but and, and Anyways, what was Jaws? I think that's kind of when they jumped the shark. If you know, know. blood. I mean, I blood. think. I mean, initially, I think he was just hungry, and then eventually, yep. you know, yeah, these guys kept poking him with shit. You know what I mean? Uh, Who? Yeah, that's what know, I was let's be honest. Like, they come. They go just trying to just be right, exactly. Like I just don't. Uh, I don't think that he did anything wrong. Really? I mean, yeah, it's not ideal. You don't just, really. But to him, like Jaws. Like to him, stalking is his life. Yeah, it's life. It's his stalking life. Stalking is life, right? Yeah. I mean, legit. And uh, yeah, right. I mean, they kept poking him. It, yeah, it really, they really kind of got what was coming to him. Yeah, I agree. Uh, number two for me is uh, we've had a lot of this guy on this top ten, either actual num actual people on the list or named vicariously through other characters. And this is Max Cady, yep. Rob De Niro's character from Cape fear. Yep. Absolutely. Um, this is, I remember watching this. Um, it came out when I was a kid, so I didn't get to watch it when I was a kid, but I watched it years later when I had permission to watch it. And it is terrifying. Yeah. Like th- he is so, good at just playing this terrifying character that every time you think that Nick Nolte is going to get the upper hand, he, it gets flipped. And, you know, throughout the movie, like the, at first you're kind of like, um, well, I take that back. They never really do anything to kind of make you, I mean, you make a, they make you feel bad for him a little bit. Cause he went to jail for something, but he's a piece of shit. You know, like they already say. I mean, that, I mean he know, went to jail for other rape. stuff. Like it wasn't like it wasn't like you know he. Right, but but don't they? And, and again, it's been a while since I've seen it. But don't they? He's mad because he felt that he didn't. Uh, Nick Nolte didn't um, 
do a good enough job representing him in court. Right? Yeah. Yeah, so they kind of throw that thing out there like, okay, well, maybe he has a point. And then the more you learn, you're just like, no, this guy's just fucking psycho. So just evil, and, right? And yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, they kind of lay that seed to where you're like, okay, I can kind of see why this guy would want revenge or whatever. And, um, and it, it's just a fantastic movie. Again, one of those thrillers that's just, um, it's got to be at the top for me. It's, it's just incredible. Uh, I didn't know Martin Scorsese directed this until a couple years ago. Uh, just shows you how how much different material he can do. Um, That's yeah, great. I had, had to throw him on there. Number two for me is Max Cady. Yeah, I'm just gonna be honest with you. <laughs> okay. What I did, okay, just you so we can talk about more stuff. I've I've changed add anything. I, I, the, my number my number uh, one and two have stayed the same, but I moved some stuff around because I didn't want to talk about the same stuff. But number one's always been number one. So number uh, two for me is going to be um I, I went back and forth on if this was a if he's actually stalking or if he's just a psychopath so i'm going to mention one that missed the cut based on i don't think he's stalking and then i'm going to put in somebody who was stalking so the one that didn't make the cut because i don't think he stalked enough was um Ru- russell crowe's character from unhinged i don't think he stalked enough because he he Oh, okay. No, because a... it started off because she okay. didn't give yeah. him a he didn't courtesy meet that threshold because right. he cuts her off in traffic and she like lays on the horn and he's like and he pulls up he goes, "Hey, ma'am, uh couldn't even get a courtesy right, cap." Right. And all she has to do is apologize to him and he doesn't or she doesn't. And so he decides to ruin her her day, man. He goes, "You're going to learn doesn't. today." And, just... and so he does it. But uh just so we can talk about more yeah. stuff. So that's one that could have made it, but uh, maybe it'll be in the psychopath one. I don't know. Uh, but my number two is Killian Murphy's character, Jackson um, Ripner from Red Eye. And uh, Red Eye is a, is Wes Craven proving yeah, everybody yeah. that he still got it. Came out in 2005. I remember me and Chris went and saw this in theaters. These, look, I love all types of movies. These are the type of movies I, tr- I like can rewatch. I love types of movies like this. Simple setup couple of characters mm-hmm. like you learn stuff as the movie goes on the scares aren't like in your face but like they're quick and they're shocking and it kind of unfolds as like a, a true thriller and um if you haven't seen this again another movie that like, I, yeah and it's just great it's got rachel mcadams like quick. i said killian not, murphy's just long. fantastic yeah, killian murphy one. is great in this and uh if you haven't seen it definitely i won't talk about it just in case a lot of people haven't seen it but he, he, you're talking about patience. He has a lot of patience, and and the awesome thing about it is, at the end of the first act, you know that he's stalking her. The fun of the movie is finding out why, and it's all takes place on an airplane for the most part. A really claustrophobic. Movie. It's just yeah. really good. Well, and that's what I was going to say. Kind of, you know, the thing that amps it up a little bit is the fact that it is on an airplane, mm-hmm. and like, there's, you know, there's nowhere to go, right? Um, yeah, and I think that um, yeah, is and, and the great thing that Craven did was like a lot of a lot of us already. If you're hearing this, yeah, I agree. Movie, you're like, well, all you gotta do is tell the steward. The movie does an awesome job at like you just have to watch it. It does a really good job of like staying believable and doing stuff, and and you're gonna find out why she can't just go tell the uh, flight attendant, or she can't just go like do this, and and that's it's like it's just right. a great director. 
Yeah. Just really just, like I said, proving that he still had it because he hadn't made, he hadn't had a hit in a while. And then 2005, this came out, it was like a late summer release. And I, I still remember going to see it with Chris. Um, and we, it was just one of those movies that we were both like, man, that's a, that was a good movie. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. Good pick, man. I like I, that was another one that was on my short list. Uh, I thought about that one for sure. Uh, Lusto, what do you got? All right, number two. Um, uh, David McCall from Fear. <laughs> Nicole Forever. Um, Marky, Marky, yeah. Mark. Uh, you know the fact that he that he that he beats himself up and uh, frames the dad. Um, you know, just yeah, and it's another one of those right where he he starts and he's super charming, you know, super sweet, um, and then you know. Uh, something happens, they break up, and he's like, "No, we're not broken up. You're mine. You belong to me." And like, not only, I mean, not only does he harass her. I mean, by the end of it, I mean, they harass him and his friends harass her entire family. You know, yeah. Um, and uh, you know, it's another one of those like it's obviously, uh, you know, a high school college movie, but you know, it's 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 like it's terrifying, but like in a cheesy way. I don't know. I don't know if you're ever actually like really scared, but it's also like, that eh, is pretty fucked up. <laughs> well, and I think it, I think it's one of, uh, I don't have kids. So I can't speak on this, um, you know, from experience, but I think that's like, a, especially a dad, that's his worst fear. Right. Is that, and I'm pro- I mean, obviously that's probably why the movie's called fear, but you know, is just having that happen to your daughter and William Peterson in this is who I, I've always liked ever since, um, you know, like Manhunter yep. and this. I mean, he's just great. He's great. Everything. And uh, and I, I don't I, I wish he was in more stuff because I, I just think he could play like he plays that certain role so well. Um, but, yeah, I it, th- that was another one that I knew would be on one of y'all's list. So I didn't I didn't really want to you know, have him on there two or three down, times. Yeah. But no, but, and, I, and I think, you know, to, yeah. back to William Peterson, right? Like towards the end of the movie, like he's just helpless, right? Like there's like, he knows, yeah. his, I mean, what can he you knows do? his yeah. kid is bad news. He sees it from a mile away, but then like, you know, it, the, the kid con- convinces his wife, convinces his daughter. And then eventually when he does get everybody on board, things have escalated yeah. and he still can't do anything. Right. Like he's just, yeah. he's just completely helpless. Um, and and desperate by the end because this has gone so far. I, I was yeah. just gonna say I think that that's that a, that's y'all nailed ahead, it Justin. right on the you head. It's like something? horror. That, that's why I love horror and like thrillers and stuff. Is like it you know until you're you know because like y'all said it best as a parent. Like yeah, guys, when we watched this, you know, our age, we were it was more entertaining than scary. But if you're a parent, and you have a teenage daughter. This movie's terrifying for you. Because it's like your worst fear. It's like, exactly. And so I think right. that's probably what hits, kind of... Probably hits a little different. That's yeah. what I really like about the genres. Because you'll revisit a movie 20 years later, 50, you know, 15, 10 years later. Different life circumstances are going on and you appreciate it more. So fear is definitely a movie that, like, if you have a teenage daughter, like, you probably don't even really want to watch it. It's like kind of a... Ter- yeah. And so that that's kind of Wanna watch like it. I said, that's where the <laughs> yeah. real fear comes in is the helplessness yeah. of a dad who's trying to help his family but can't. Or you know what I'm saying? So yeah. Just can't, right. All right. So my wow. number one I had to change. This is the one I changed because this this is yeah. Oh boy. The 
I'm going to wait to see what, what y'all's number ones are, but I'll, I'll say what my number one was initially um, after y'all. But uh, this this person, you talk about holding a grudge and finding the perfect moment to strike. The moment where everything comes together. Like maybe, oh, I don't know, a Super Bowl. Wow. My number one is Ray Finkel from Ace Ventura, <laughs> Pet Detective. And at first, you're probably thinking like, oh, it doesn't deserve to be at number one. You know what? Maybe not. But think about the links that Ray Finkel went to. Pretends to be Lieutenant Einhorn. Completely changes his appearance and everything else. Um, steals a dolphin <laughs> and Dan Marino. Yep. And for no other reason, and I think this is probably what makes him so high for me, is like the reason for doing all this is because Dan Marino didn't hold the ball right. Yep. Well, it's shame. It's you know, shame. If you really think about you know, the motivation. It's like they, she, people, they can like, never live it down for the rest of Dan Marino yeah, was but, still Dan Marino. But, That's all they remembered Finkel for. Yeah. The, the but, best. But Finkel for right. The best, man, is when they go to his his parents' house and they go to his room and the mom, and the mom's like, I haven't touched it since yeah. he left. And it's just got like dye Dan, Dan all everywhere. The, so that's what yeah, it's got like the Dan Reno plush doll with like discovery. knives in it. <laughs> no, you said no, you said something about yeah. yeah, you said something about going to the parents' house. Yeah. And they're like, Oh, and that as soon as you said that, I was like, damn, I got I gotta put Ray Finkel on here. Again, Probably not. You're never going to see Ray Finkel on the top of one of these lists. So, but we, but we do today. You know, but I guess I'm the first. Do. But I, I do think that it's one that you don't think of. But but when it's when it starts replaying in your head, you're like, yeah, man, that that guy did go through some. Maybe uh, not a stalker in the, tough in the traditional to, sense of the know, word, but definitely mission. traditional sense. But like, a, but obsession, right? Dude, that's stalked. what I was gonna say. Dude, you don't see the on that dolphin stalking. and Dan Marino. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't see this. You don't see the act of the stalk. Yes, I agree with that. Yeah. So my nice. number one, uh, Ray uh, mine's gonna be met with a lot of controversy. Because um, right a lot of because a lot of people are like, oh, that I love it. That movie worse than Ray Finkel. That's the whole point of the movie. If you think that he was a stalker, well, listen. This is number one. It wasn't even close. And it's Doug McRae, played by Ben Affleck in the town. Listen, this guy's a sick son of a bitch. <laughs> hey, listen yep. to me. Yep. I'm a big fan of Rebecca Hall. All right. <laughs> and I don't like her going to work, trying to make a living at a bank. You got some guys coming in there with ski masks, robbing the place, gives her trauma, PTSD, kidnaps her, walks her out on a beach, basically going to put a bullet in her head if she talks. And then Doug McRae's just sitting there, Ben Affleck's like, dude, she was kind of hot, so I'll take care of it, I'll take care of it. And then he just starts stalking her, he meets her yeah, at the laundromat, he's talking to her, he's like, oh, I, lo yeah. I love you, baby. She's like, I love you too, Dougie. And then they end up... They end up at... 
Hey, is this, a, say, is this a director's that, cut? A, hey, the town's a, the town's a great movie. Is this man, an extended you, scene? Doug McRae is a stalker, bro, and he stalks her <laughs> the whole time. And the thing that pisses me off is we we root for the guy. We're like rooting for the guy the whole movie. We're like, man, we ho- we hope she can finally find right. a good guy. Yeah, yeah. This guy's a piece of shit, man. It's like, I mean, dude, and think about this too. And think about this too. Ben Affleck also, if that doesn't yeah. work out, can also fall back to Blake Lively. Right, right. Who I don't think, oh my God, she's insanely hot in this movie. Well, dude, that's because she's sisters. No, that's because she's sisters. Jeremy Renner's character, man. And she's, yeah. I know, I know why. Dude, nobody in the world dude. would give a shit about that being. Your your best friend's sister. No one well, in the I mean, world he clearly would care. About and that. he didn't clear. He clearly didn't care. Dude, that's what I was gonna say. Before, he, right? Because yeah, he, he hooks he, up he, with he, her. I mean, they had a long standing relationship. Right? Like he clearly didn't care. It's like it's 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 not the brother sister thing. It's the fact that she's you know a townie and. And it's not even better, it's not even doing better. It's yeah, well, I think I could call it like an that. escape from his life. So like he's like that's gonna be what gets me out of this lifestyle. But again, right. we can't overstate yep. the fact that yeah. he like she gets wrapped up so much in his spell that she basically risks going to prison for a very long time just to give him a little hint, like, oh, it's you know everything's fine. It's kind of like one of my uh, one of my sad days. <laughs> and then Ben Affleck's like, all right, she does love me, so on to the next town, you know. But I've just always thought that like, and I'll wrap it up with this. I've always thought. <laughs> That movie, after the first act, like it could have been a completely different movie, and that's what I really like about the town. But I that's always stuck with me is like how much like Ben Affleck truly like stalks in that movie, and he truly like uses someone's trauma as a way to get her in bed. But I mean, well, and also I mean you know, well yeah, but I mean also and and he does do that. But also think about like his I mean he's the one who comes up with these heists right so i mean not only does he that's stalk right. her right but i mean professionally yeah he stalks the banks he stalks the you banks. know he uh he gets the intel uh he knows what he's doing yeah you know, this isn't this isn't his first rodeo right yeah it just carried over his his art of stalking banks right. carried over and i like his, the line uh, that his, worked his, is his like skill. <laughs> sorry i'm crying in the laundry bag like yeah that's i usually funny. cry at the nail salon <laughs> and that's all it took man I mean, when you're walking around looking like Ben Affleck, I guess you you don't have to have <laughs> yeah, much. Dude, game. Give me a break. But uh, right. Well, and yeah, I mean, you also got to remember, like yeah, Affleck in is. that movie is absolutely jacked, right? I mean, that was that was pre Batman, and then John Hamm is stalking yeah. Affleck. So there's a yeah. the town is a is a stalker's so paradise. Stalking Affleck, like absolutely. it's a very stalky movie. Yeah, paradise, paradise. <laughs> Yeah, and I thought you know what I thought right, I, I thought I was clever with uh, something about Mary having the most stalkers, but you, the town may be yeah. a more stalkery movie. Could be they're stalking. It's within almost stalking. like an Inception because there's stalkers stalking stalkers, right? Right, exactly. Stalking Inception. Uh, Lusto, what do you got? All right, so uh, you know my my number one uh, was somebody, but just you know for the interest of. Talking about something else, uh, I had I had Max Cady as number one, um, 
But, uh, you know, to throw a, a curveball in here and, and give us something else to talk about. Oh, uh, my God, dude. Ma. I love Ma, man. Ma. <laughs> I didn't even think about this one. Yeah, this one should have been on our list, dude. Yeah, this movie's terrible, but her her being Ma is, great. is, is worth watching it for and sure. And just completely unhinged, um, you know, uh, again, you know, to, yeah, to dude, Justin's and it's, point it's earlier. It's like one of the... Like with the jealousy, right? She just wants to be part of the in crowd. Yes. Right? And it just yeah. drives her to these insane lengths. <laughs> well, in her like reveal of why she's the way she is. Know, why she's trying to get Yeah, it's like the most awkward and it's just like, dude, how fucking dumb could you possibly be? Right. You know, but it's one of those things where like, you know, when you're a kid, you're and you're not uh part of the in crowd you, you yeah that, you'll do just about that's a great to, pick to get there right. you know but yeah this uh this is one yeah it really is I, I can't believe i didn't pick this one um my number one before i switched it was was uh alex forrest from uh fatal attraction yep. glenn close yep. from fatal attraction I, I just think everyone i mean obviously like that's an insane performance, and I think that's one that in any list you're going to see her yeah. at the top or near the top. I think that you know that's been talked about enough. I wanted. But to what makes Ma so diabolical is a little different. Yeah. So um, having these yeah. like crazy. The, the thing that I just can't understand though, I get that as a high school kid you want to go drink, you want to party, but the the accommodations like. Like they're going down there, they're like having a party in her attic or not her attic, her basement and all this. She's like, I'll come back tomorrow night and all this stuff. And like the her best basement. part though is the stuff that they see all of and uh Octavia Spencer's great this because not many actresses could make you feel terrified just out of one lip, but she was just like she's just sitting there and it's that shot where it's her against the thing, the brick wall, and they're all talking and she's just like just like shaking her head if y'all seen like they made a bunch of gifts about it or whatever but um yeah but i tell you who's really yeah. great in this and he and i love yep. that he plays a bunch of different stuff is luke evans um is really good in that man luke evans plays so many yep. different like characters yeah and i just i thought he was just such a slime ball in this man and you were you're rooting for him for a little bit again kind of what we talked about where like you kind of shift like the people yeah. you really thought you liked you don't and vice versa like you really were kind of rooting for them but then when you kind of find out more as the movie goes along you kind of understand a little bit of the stalker side of it you know um yeah yeah but, her, good, but Octavia pick, Spencer's laugh in that, and like just the way that. she's like so happy to have some high schoolers drinking with her and stuff, and she's yeah. just like drinking at her house. But it's also, but it's also crazy, like because she's targeting, uh, you know, kind of the kids, yeah, of the kids that she, were the cool kids when she was like, yeah. So it's a really weird, like if you really step back and think about it, like it's such a weird concept to be like, well. I wasn't cool in high school, but I'm going to be cool with these kids because they were, their parents were cool in high and school. And she you know wants to I mean? party like every just, night. And they're just, just like, golly, Ma, it's Wednesday. Yeah. And I, w- right. Yeah. And we just love. Yeah. Yeah. We were just, uh, la- you know, while we were watching, we were just laughing how, you know, she just keeps sending them these texts, you know, of, like <laughs> pictures of her at the beer store yeah. from all the beers. She's like, hey, co- come on over to the party. Like, be at Ma's place. You know, and it's, uh, <laughs> And um and there's one scene, yeah, 
And uh, there's one scene where, like, she, I can't remember, but she, they don't know she's, like, near or whatever, and they're talking about, um, at first, they're talking about how, like, great she is and how fun she is, and she's, all, like, all excited. And then later in the movie, they're like, man, Ma's really kind of weird, weird, right? <laughs> she yeah. just, she, like, immediately just, The fact just, that like, that movie even got made is <laughs> oh, insane to me. Yeah. Like, yeah. Nowadays, is crazy. Yeah. Yeah. But again, but again, that's a movie that is. It, I think it's going to be one of those movies that in a few years will still. But that's come what back I'm saying. Like, it's like I think it's, it's so a Blumhouse movie. It's, it's good. And so it's not like I it was it's a low budget thing. I mean, this movie was like I'm pretty confident that it yeah. was like a. Like I remember seeing ads for it. Like they promoted this movie, man, and I just think that's a testament to them. Yeah, oh, no, and it, it was just like Ma, yeah, there was yeah. definitely a you know? ton of money and I just, marketing. I, I'd, yeah. I'd much rather go see a yeah. Ma than like, you know. A new Texas, yeah, or like a new Texas Chainsaw Massacre on Netflix of, or something. You know, whatever. You know, I want to see more movies like Ma, man. Like, because I had no idea yes. what I was getting into going into that. Yeah. And Octavia Spencer is awesome in that. And it's like a horror icon that you don't expect. And so, yeah, definitely great choice right there. Yeah, she's yeah, she's got no like superpowers yeah. or she's not possessed by she's Ma, man. She's, she's crazy. Ma terrified of her yeah yeah she's mom yeah yeah well uh guys that wraps up our our top 10 i think we hit on some of the ones that just missed our list um but yeah i i i'll be honest this and i'm glad it didn't but these lists didn't turn out the way i thought they would and there were some awesome picks like I, I really like the picks that we made i, I think some of them were you know kind of obvious classic picks but we kind of I think I think um, we did a good job. Of, that, yeah, I think we did a good job of kind of spreading the wealth. Yeah, mixing right? it up. Yeah, yeah, I agree. So, uh, guys, thanks again for uh, taking your time out of your day and uh, recording this with me. And thanks for listening. If there's anybody we missed, any any scenes or any any characters that we didn't think of, let us know, and we'll see you next time.